following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's keeping you from being the best you can be? Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, with Valentine's Day coming up, we're going to be talking about love, specifically Are you open to receiving love? I am pleased to welcome back my guest, Stefan Gonick. Stefan is an expert on finding the love you want, an EFT expert, and the founder of the Soulmate Attraction Academy. Previously, we have spoken with Stefan about the secrets to finding amazing, spine-tingling love, and today we want to learn more about what can interfere with or get in the way of that process. I was inspired to ask Stefan to talk about this subject as a result of letters from my listeners who have mentioned the importance of the topic of self-love and how sometimes it's difficult to allow that love. Today, Stefan is going to help us look beneath the surface and see why this might be a problem for you and how you can open your heart to receive one of life's greatest gifts. Welcome, Stefan. Hi, Linda. Wonderful to be here. Thank you so much. I'm glad you uh, were able to come back and visit with us again. And you know, Stefan, I think everyone thinks... Of course I'm open to receiving love. Don't be ridiculous. Love is a wonderful thing. I like nothing better. But it's really not that simple, is it? No, and unfortunately, it's not that simple. It's often uh, something that people aren't fully in touch with. So as you said, you know, they think, well, of course, of course, <laughs> of course I re- mm-hmm. I'm open to receiving love. I love love. I want mm-hmm. love. Right? I mean, and right. of course we all do. But the reality is, is that uh, unfortunately, sadly, you know, this is, is not always that easy for us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, I mean, you know, the, I, the ultimate thing is to be able to really take in another person's love, you know, deeply into our heart. It can be one of those wonderful, even ecstatic experiences in life. Um, but even aside from this more, you know, this most dramatic possibility here, at a less dramatic level, there's many day-to-day opportunities to receive love or appreciation or just positive feelings from, you know, from friends, from relatives, mm-hmm. and even just people you just encounter out in public. Right, you know, right. Where basically people, you know, say something nice to us, say something appreciative. And these appreciations can really feel our heart and, and nourish our be- uh, being. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can take them in. Right. And I think that's that's a, a good observation in the sense of how many times do we see people um, receive a compliment and they can't take it. You know, they say, oh, no, you know, they'll they'll deflect it in some way. And that that's a small example of what you're talking about, I think, isn't it? That's right. 
So you know, really the, the majority of us do have some degree of difficulty in truly receiving love and, and positive feelings from other people. Mm-hmm. And in fact, what I'd like to do is try a little experiment with everybody listening right now. Okay. All right. So I invite everybody who's listening to get comfortable, close your eyes, and take a deep breath and relax. And I'm going to say something to you, and I invite you to take it in as much as you can. So here goes. Even though I don't know you personally, I truly believe that you have a beautiful spirit inside of you. And every time you let it show, you are radiant to those around you. I want you to I'm just give you a moment to take that in as best you can. Just try and really feel that. So, what did you notice as you tried to take in what I said? Did what I say to you feel good? Did it touch your heart and make you feel warm inside, make you feel good inside? Mm-hmm. Or did you get uncomfortable in some way and have a hard time letting it in? Mm-hmm. Right? If you did have a hard time letting it in, did you notice what happened for you? You know, did you notice like your, your body tighten up? Or maybe you went numb and you kind of shut down emotionally. Or maybe there's a part of you that objected to what I said or tried to minimize it in some way. Like, well, you know, he doesn't really know me. Right. I think that's probably a pretty common one. What does he know? He doesn't know me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I invite you to just kind of check what percentage we're able to take in what I just said. You know, were you able to take it in... 5%. So just kind of notice what it was for you. And I want everybody to know that I was totally sincere in what I said because after working with so many people like I do, I really do believe that, that about all of us, that we all have a beautiful, radiant spirit inside of us. Mm-hmm. I've seen that over and over again. And I know that's true for my listeners because they want to be the best they can be. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is they, they already have something you know, beautiful inside, and usually our biggest challenge is letting that out because we're afraid that other people may not appreciate it. Right. Um, but I do appreciate it. And you know, I get to see beneath the surface with so many people, so I get mm-hmm. to see what's inside, and it is beautiful. So think about what happens when somebody gives you a compliment that you know. So here, me, I'm a stranger, you don't, I don't know you, it's true, even though I do sincerely believe what I said. But when somebody gives you a compliment, compliment that you do know, do you have a similar experience in any way? You know, from what just happened, this exercise. And a compliment is just a compliment. You know, we're not talking about your, your partner saying, I love you, or something like that. But a compliment is an appreciation, something that somebody likes right. about you, appreciates about right. you. And it's an opportunity to take in this positive energy. Mm-hmm. Right? So, uh, and if you're like most people, you probably have a hard time taking in the compliment, at least fully. 
Um, instead, you might like verbally object to the compliment. Go, oh no, da da da, you know this, or you might minimize it, or you might just mechanically say thank you, you know, without really taking it in. Right. So this would be a case of not receiving the positive energy from the other person, mm-hmm. which you know happens in many areas of our lives, not just this, just in taking compliments. Right, and I think it happens uh, very frequently. So, you know, multiple times a day, perhaps even, that, that we have opportunity, as you said, to take in positive energy. And for whatever reason, we, we are unable to or we choose not to. That's right. I want to share actually a, very, a more dramatic example of what we're talking about right now. Um, I used to run a, a, a relational-oriented therapy group for eight years. And I knew this was a hard thing for all of us, you know, to take in positive feelings and energy. So I always ended the group with what I, something I called a... I, an appreciation circle where we would all sit in the center of the room, you know, at the end and hold hands. And <clears throat> everybody would take turns just saying, I'd like some appreciations. That's all you have to say. And then the other members of the group would take turns giving that person an appreciation. And your whole goal at this point was just simply to take in each person's appreciation as best you could to practice, to kind of stretch into it. And, you know, most of the people in the group had some difficulty taking in the appreciative statements from the other members. Mm-hmm. But some, some of the group members uh, experienced so much discomfort in this process that they actually said that they hated, hated the appreciation circle. Wow. Which, you know, it seems so weird on the surface. It's like, right. you hate <laughs> being appreciated. I mean, just mm-hmm. saying, people saying nice things about you. So what mm-hmm. could be so bad or painful about hearing things that people like about us. Mm-hmm. So It seems like it should be natural. It should be natural. It should be pleasurable, one would think. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet, for some people, it was, it was so painful that they hated it, and they complained, actually. <laughs> Every time mm-hmm. I started the appreciation circle, they go, oh, no, I hate this. <laughs> <clears throat> of course, they were usually the people that needed the most, in fact. Right. I was going to say, it's lucky they were there. <laughs> yeah. And some people, when they heard these appreciations, from other group members uh, would break down and cry, mm-hmm. which was very confusing to them. It's like, why would hearing something nice said about us make us cry? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, of course, the most dramatic example in a personal level is, you know, when you're with your partner, you're with your beloved, and, and you're not, and you're having a hard time taking in that person's love for you. Like, you're... Right. You're sort of you're aware it's happening, right? <laughs> they're saying you, they love you, and mm-hmm. and your mind is going, oh, that's really wonderful that they're saying they love me. You're saying something nice, but you're aware that it's not really touching you fully. It's not really touching your heart, right? And there just seems to be some kind of like wall or barrier, or something that's getting in the way of really taking this in, right? And and I'm I'm hoping you're going to tell us what some of those walls and barriers are. <laughs> I, I definitely am. <laughs> but one thing I'd like to actually mention before we get into you know what's going on here, what are these walls and barriers about, is some of the downsides of not being able to receive love and positive feelings from others. Some of the downsides will be obvious, but there's some that are a little bit more subtle, which is why I wanted to get into it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first downside is that we are, we're missing out on the pleasure and nourishment that we could be receiving from other people in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this receiving and taking in positive feelings is actually feeds us and recharges our, our batteries. It, you know, right. we, if you really take in some positive from another person, 
it makes you feel not just good, but actually feels more energetic. There's a literal uh, receiving of energy when people do right. that. Right, and, and the whole idea, I think, also is connected to being encouraged. You know, if somebody tells you something good about yourself or gives you a, a compliment, it feeds the courage energy. It's like, yeah, you know, you feel like, oh, I can take another step or I can do whatever it may be That's right. to move forward. And we also feel closer to that person if we can really take it in. So that's, right, that's another right. thing that we're missing out on if we're not able to. Um, a lot of people are really good at giving love and have mm-hmm. a hard time receiving it. Mm-hmm. And what, this, what happens with that is this creates an imbalance in terms of giving versus receiving, which ultimately is draining energetically. Right. So there may be one or two people on the call who can relate to this. It's certainly mm-hmm. a common thing for women in particular, but lots of men also have the same thing. Right. Um, now, here's another one that's a bit more subtle. Another downside is that the other person who's giving us the appreciation or love is missing out on the pleasure of being received. Oh, that's important. I think that's really important. Yeah. We miss this one a lot because as we struggle with our own ability to take in appreciation, we're very focused on our experience and we, and we forget and don't realize that the other person is missing out too. Right. You know, when you, in fact, you probably notice this yourself. When you express love or appreciation to another person, uh, if they receive it, there's a sense of completion and wholeness and connectedness, right. which is very right. pleasurable. It's like the circle is closed, you know. Right. Like we, I think that's, that's so true. Yeah. And um, maybe we can get into some more of those specifics, Stefan, in in a moment as we need to take a short break. And then we will be right back with Stefan Gonick, helping us understand what gets in the way of accepting love. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. How do you achieve balance in your life? Is it when everything runs in perfect alignment with each other, time, money, and life? You can keep everything in nearly perfect balance. Listen for Be Mighty with K.D. Marley, which is made up of two people, K. Mar and D. Lee. The hosts have worked with small business owners to find the best and most systematic way of tracking both time and money in order to achieve work-life balance to their advantage. 
The show can help you, too. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking today with Stefan Gonick, and he is an expert in finding the love you want. And he was just sharing with us some of the downsides to the process of not being able to receive love. Can we, can we continue with that idea, Stefan? Yeah, so the last one is the ultimate downside of not receiving and taking in positive energy from others is a feeling of disconnection, distance, and isolation in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we're not able to take in love, then we end up feeling the sense of, of being alone, even mm-hmm. as we're in a relationship. Right, and I think that's the most difficult type of aloneness to feel. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's the end of the list of things, the downsides. Okay. Um, and so, um, how about some of the other things like negative beliefs? So, so, the, well, the big question is, okay, so we've been discussing, you know, the difficulty we have taking in love and the downsides of not being able to do it. And then the big question is, you know, so what is interfering with mm-hmm. being able to take in love and, and other positive feelings from people? Uh, and there is actually, you know, a pretty large list of possible blocks. But I'd like to talk about the two biggest, most common ones. Okay. And if you can address these two, they'll, they'll take you a long way. Um, and these two, uh, these two biggest blocks to receiving love are negative beliefs about ourselves and fears around being vulnerable. Mm. So I'd like to kind of tackle them one by one here. So when somebody you know, says something positive to us, right, they're appreciative, it could be, love, I love you, or it could be just a compliment or appreciation of something. So we're receiving this positive message. Well, we can only take in messages that are consistent with what we believe about ourselves. Hmm. Right? And most of us have some negative beliefs about ourselves from our experience in childhood. Mm-hmm. See, deep down, we all tend to have some degree of beliefs that we are, you know, unworthy of love, or there's something wrong with us, or that we are bad somehow. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you know, not deserving. Not deserving. N- not right. smart enough, not good enough, not whatever it is. Right. Any number some, of things. Okay. Some kind of not okay, right? There's mm-hmm. something about us that's not okay. Um, there's, almost nobody escapes this completely. Right. Even if we're not super aware of it consciously. I mean, some people... Mm-hmm. You know, their whole life, that, that sort of, they're very painfully, acutely aware of feeling unlovable or, or not good enough or, or bad or things like that. But even those of us who don't walk around every day feeling that way, uh, we all actually have that to some degree. Mm-hmm. 
So when somebody says something positive to us, and it's, con- it's contradicting this negative self-belief, then that creates a dilemma. Because, like I said, you cannot take it in unless it matches what we actually believe about ourselves. And that's so, where we get into that self-love stuff? Yeah. Okay. So this is a, it's, well, so self-love is, you know, is the ultimate solution. But we're looking right now at the block. So I guess what I'd call there's a lack of self-love in this case. Right. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So if we have some degree of a lack of self-love in any form, then when somebody expresses something loving, then that doesn't match. It doesn't Mm -hmm. match our belief about ourselves. Mm -hmm. So anytime we we get a message, we receive a message that doesn't match what we believe about ourselves, we only have two choices. We can either shift to what we believe, believe about ourselves so that we're able to take in what the other person said or expressed, or we retain our self-belief, which means we have to discard what the other person said or expressed. Right. And it now, doesn't matter how many times they might try to say it, we're going to keep discarding it. That's right. So typically, you know, shifting our self-belief, our negative self-belief is not a quick and easy thing. <laughs> so no. most of the time we end up discarding it either fully or at least or, par- or partially. It depends on how intense the negative self-belief is. Mm-hmm. You know, like a scale of 0 to 10. If it's a 10, we're going to completely disregard um, what the person said, just said. We're mm-hmm. going to completely bounce off. If it's a 5, we'll let it in halfway. You know, it's kind of right. proportional to how strongly we, we have this negative self-belief. So that becomes, uh, you know, a huge big barrier all by itself. Mm-hmm. Negative self-beliefs, you know, will block out positive messages that contradict them. Right. So, um, that's one of the biggies. The, and actually, I want to talk a little bit more about that, actually. The, where this comes, let me say just a bit about where this comes from. So, we get messages growing up uh, through either explicit messages where you know, a parent actually says things like, you know, what's the matter with you? Which, of course, mm-hmm. means, really means, there's something the matter with you. Exactly, yeah. Right? Or they'll say, you know, directly explicit shaming things like, you're no good, you're worthless, mm-hmm. you're a bad boy, you're a bad girl. Something right. like that. So, and that feels, it's very shaming, it makes us feel bad about ourselves. But sometimes we get these negative self-beliefs just by the painful way uh, that we're treated. So it's sort of an implicit negative belief. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you feel ignored by a parent, and you're trying to get your parents' love and attention, you feel ignored, mm-hmm. then the implicit message is, you know, if I'm being ignored, I must not be... Not be worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or not worthy of my parents' attention or not right. lovable. So I, one way... Hmm? I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think also, um, if maybe this is part of it, what you're talking about is that sometimes parents inadvertently give so many subtle messages, like um, they might, it might be a tone of voice. It yeah. might be a heavy sigh, like, oh, not again. Okay. Those kinds of things that, you know, are implicitly implying that there's something wrong with that kid. So it's not just a matter of, you know, having this negative self-belief. It's that when we have these experiences that cause this negative self-belief, these are very painful experiences. Mm -hmm. And typically we have a lot of pain stored up around these these negative experiences. Mm -hmm. And this is actually what explains that confusing phenomenon I described earlier where somebody cries when they hear an appreciation expression of love. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. 
in order to take in, you know, this, this positive energy, you know, positive feelings, we have to open our heart. Right. Right. Now, these negative experiences we had growing up, uh, you know, there's a lot of pain associated with them, and we had a sort of wall of protection around our heart to protect us from the pain. Right. We don't want to feel that pain. So if we're in a situation where we're feeling comfortable enough and trusting enough and we're able to let down that protective wall enough to take in the person's love or appreciation, we're also now getting in touch with that underlying pain. And what happens in this case is when you're, when you're taking in love with your heart open and the pain is there, the pain will start coming out through crying in a very mm-hmm. healing way of releasing that old pain. Right. So it's actually a very healing, wonderful type of crying. It's a releasing of the old pain, but it's very confusing for people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, why like, am I crying? Why am I crying? Yes, yeah. exactly. And that, and that crying is so confusing, it can be really uncomfortable, so they'll sort of clamp down on it. Like, well, I don't want to cry now. Mm-hmm. And when they clamp down on it, they bring that wall of protection back up, and they just also blocked out the positive stuff. Right. Right. And so that, that's a vicious circle. Right, so it's really important. This is, so here's a big message I have for everybody on the call. It's really important. If, if ever somebody says something good to you, <laughs> expresses love to you, says something appreciative or whatever, and you start crying, embrace that crying. This is a mm-hmm. healing rec- crying of releasing that old pain. In fact, with my wife, the way I know that I've really gotten <laughs> her love for mm-hmm. me when she expresses it, mm-hmm. you know, this is still a challenge for me in my own life. Sure. When she expresses love, sometimes, you know, I, my mind hears it. And it's like, that's really nice. I'm glad she's saying she loves me. That's cool. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but right, I'm not really right. feeling a lot. And when it really touches my heart, it makes me cry every time. So I, uh-huh. I, that's actually my, our sign that, oh, I really got it that time. I right, really, I really right. felt that it made me cry. Mm-hmm. And like I say, it's a good kind of crying. So go with it. Let it happen. And be appreciative of the crying you're doing. It's releasing the old mm-hmm. pain. It's a healing sign, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so these negative self-beliefs uh, can interfere in a big way with receiving love and energy um, and the whole crying thing I just talked about. Right. And then there's the second big block, and that is a fear of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So this comes up in particular, I mean, it comes up in any case when somebody's being appreciative, but it comes up in the most poignantly when it's interfering with taking in love from our partner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, I already mentioned the one reason for having a hard time taking our partner's love is not feeling worthy or of being loved or feeling somehow unlovable or not good enough and all that kind of stuff. We already talked about that. Right. But the other one is a fear of being vulnerable and getting hurt. So, put it, so that they protect their heart again. So again, there's this protection around our heart. Yeah. So, you know, we all learned about what love relationships are from our original primary relationships with our parents. So mm-hmm. Whatever our, it was like with our parents or caregivers, you know, to us, that's what, this is what love is. This is right. what love relationships are. <clears throat> so if we had uh, a significant amount of pain, which most of us do <laughs> in, in mm-hmm. childhood, right. or uh, an in- insecurity in, in those relationships, then subconsciously, it may feel dangerous to let someone get really close to us now. Because right. the little kid inside of us is feeling afraid of re-experiencing that same pain that we had growing up. Right. It doesn't make sense to open yourself up if you're just going to get hurt again. Right. So some of the common fears of being vulnerable that 
we might have experienced are feelings, fears of, of being abandoned by our partner, like we felt, felt abandoned growing up, mm-hmm. or maybe feeling engulfed by, mm-hmm. you know, by our partner, or just abused or some other kind of, you know, repeating the pain that we had growing up. Right. right. And also, if we've had any painful relationships as an adult, and who hasn't, mm-hmm. you know, then this can add to our fear of being hurt again if we let ourselves be vulnerable. Right. So we have yeah. this dilemma, again, where we're longing to take in love, but in order to take in love, we have to be vulnerable, which is scary. Right. And as, um, as we get ready to go to break, if I can sum that up, it's like the, the major problems is, number one, the way we think about our beliefs, and number two, the way we feel, and that's afraid. So um, we'll be right back in our conversation with Stefan Gonick about barriers to receiving love. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to Embrace Your Inner Self and Empower Yourself with host Sangeeta Patel. This is the show you've been waiting for. It's about moving forward with relationships, money, emotional healing, and meditation. How do you remove energy blockages from your body? You'll learn about this as well as exploring how the yin and yang works to balance your life. Sangeeta and her guests are here to discuss your personal blueprint to a better life. Listen Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again? hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We are discussing barriers to receiving love with Stefan Gonick, our expert on finding the love you want. And we were talking about um, negative beliefs and fears of being vulnerable and other blocks that um, that we may have. And I, I had to laugh this morning. Um, I had a, a personal example, Stefan, of something that I did that just is right in line with what we're talking about. My morning ritual always includes um, a cup of coffee and reading the newspaper. 
and I always head straight for the comics first, and then I read my horoscope. And today's horoscope said, the day calls for kindness and compassion from you to you. And even knowing uh, what our topic was this morning, I was so dismissive of that. I just said, oh, that's, you know, that's stupid. You know, and I did exactly one of the things that we're talking about doing that indicates that there's a little barrier there. That's right. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> you know, we're so used to it that we, we don't even notice these things. You know, right. Sort of, it's, it's really automatic. Uh-huh. It sure was this morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I want to say a, kind of a final thing about what we were just talking about, the fear of being vulnerable. Because, because we have these fears of being vulnerable and, you know, basically of being afraid of being hurt again, subconsciously we feel safer keeping the other person at a distance. Mm-hmm. There's that wall of protection thing again, right? Right. You know, and... It doesn't even matter. And this is totally in spite of who our partner is. Mm-hmm. You know, we might have found the most perfectly, wonderfully safe, loving person you can imagine in the world, but the inner, our inner child doesn't recognize that. Our inner right. child is still back in our childhood experiences. Right. It's not in present time. It's not present time. So, you know, the end result is that we're just not able to fully receive our partner's love or our friend's love and appreciation, you know, whoever it is. Right. You know, I, I think... There are so many subtle ways that this is expressed, you know, and it really has to be looking beneath the surface, doesn't it? It does. You know, um, so one of the ways I, we can kind of tell about, you know, how much this is an issue for us mm-hmm. is, uh, is I like the little percentage thing, kind of like I asked you in the exercise, you know, what percentage right. are you able to take in what I said, this positive thing I said. Right. If you're in a relationship... You know, ask your partner to say they love you or just to say something that they really appreciate about you. One of the things, like, what's, you can say, what's one of your, you know, your favorite things that you, that you like about me? And see how much you can take that in on a percent mm-hmm. basis. It becomes mm-hmm. a, a number you can use to kind of track your progress. So it right. may be, you know, 50%, it may be 80. If you're lucky, 80 is, like, phenomenal, so you can do that. Right, right. For a lot of people, it might be 20, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. But it just gives you a sense of where you are with this whole thing, you know, about how much you're really able to take in love and appreciation from other people. And I think sometimes even like, well, maybe I can take in one thing. You can tell me one thing. And, oh, okay, I'm good with that. But if your partner keeps going, then it's like, wait just a minute now. (laughs) You know, I'm starting to get uncomfortable here or this is becoming awkward or you don't really mean or whatever it is, you know, that that's a limitation as well. That's right. You know, I think that... um, these are, these are indicators of what gets in the way and how you know if this is a problem for you. But I think, as I said, there are other subtle ways, like um, do you notice that these issues keep coming up for you? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, it's not just going to be a once, one thing that happens and then we go on, but is this a pattern in your life? Would you, would you agree with that yeah, as a way actually, to tell? It just reminded me. You know, I keep using examples of being in a relationship, but let's say you're, mm-hmm. you're single. You're not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You want one. Uh, to the extent that you have difficulty taking in love, mm-hmm. to the extent that you feel like you're not lovable, not worthy of love, not good enough, things like that, that's actually going to interfere with finding a great partner. Right. Because, again, it's going to match your belief system. So mm-hmm. if you don't believe you're worthy of love, either you won't find a partner at all, or you'll find a partner who reinforces your belief that you're not worthy of love because they're right. not be loving towards you. 
right? Right, right, right. So and I think that's important. very common. I, I think, certainly I see that a lot in, in my practice. People have gotten uh, involved with people who simply reflect that inner belief that I'm not worthy of love. That's right. And so if you want to find a wonderful partner, then this becomes an important thing to address. Right. I, th- I think one of the other things maybe is um, the kind of self-talk that people have. Um, you know, uh, oftentimes people will come into my office and they're unhappy with something they may have done. And, and they say things like, oh, how could I have been so stupid? Or what an idiot? Or when am I going to learn? Or something that's really negative and pretty nasty. And sometimes yeah. I look at them and I say, you know, if you were talking to a young child in this room, would you use those words to that child? And, and of course, they're horrified and say, oh, no, I would never speak to a child like that. And it's like, well, you are speaking to your own inner child like that. And I think if you have that negative self-talk, if you can really take a look at it, sometimes that's a, a clue. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe I have some things to change. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, any of us who grew up with a fair amount of criticism growing up, uh, growing up mm-hmm. uh, will tend to internalize that and then become very self-critical. That's a that's a common pattern. Right, right. And so, um, what is it that we can do about all of this so that we can receive love fully and deeply? Sure. So we need to address these two blocks. You know, these negative mm-hmm. self-beliefs and our fears of being vulnerable. Now, I'm a big fan of using something called the emotional freedom technique, also called mm-hmm. EFT or tapping. Right, right. Because it's a, an, a, you know, an incredible tool for quickly releasing uh, you know, fears and any mm-hmm. kind of negative emotions and shifting negative beliefs. Right. So you know, that's what I use with all my clients. So what I'd like to do is actually I want to discuss two different approaches to doing this. One, using EFT for those who know it, and another approach um, for people who don't know EFT. Okay. You can just go ahead and start doing something right away. Okay. So starting with the negative self-beliefs, uh, ideally, we would go to the source. You know, what early childhood experiences did you have that caused you to form this negative self-belief and then use EFT or tapping to heal those original experiences and to uh, address what happened so that you can start having a, you know, a positive belief about yourself instead? Mm-hmm. Right. So if you heal those negative experiences that caused you to, be, to feel badly by yourself, um, well, healing that, those, you know, some representative memories mm-hmm. usually takes, you know, only about three memories per, you know, theme that results right. in a particular negative belief. So it's not, this is not long-term work. It's pretty quick. Right. Um, that will have a major impact on that negative self-belief. So that's, to me, you know, the ultimate ideal solution. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't have EFT... Um, Another approach that's also pretty cool, it's more of a practical approach, but it can be very helpful, and in fact, doing both is great, is the the following. Get your journal out and sit down and write down in a list everything you can think of that you like about yourself or appreciate about yourself. Mm -hmm. And you want to do this a few different occasions. On one occasion, sit down and write as many things as you can possibly think of. Um, In the beginning, it might be a little hard, but after a while, you'll get going and then things will come to you. And then you wait a few days and then sit down and look at your list and see if you can add stuff to it. And then do that a third time. So after three times, you've grown your own self-appreciation list as as much as you can. Then 
go to three people that you're close to, your partner if you're in a relationship, you know, your best friends, family members, anybody who knows you well, mm-hmm. and say um, that you're doing an exercise and you would like them to tell you things that they like and appreciate about you. Mm-hmm. And you write down every single thing they say on a sheet for that person. So so-and-so's appreciations of me, right? Mm-hmm. And you write them all down. Once you've written them all down, and of course you can offer to do the same thing for them too. Right. Tell them things you like about them. But anyway, once you've, they've, you've written down everything they said, look at the, the, the items on the list and see if there's anything that they appreciate about you that you had not written down on your own list, but you, you can own it. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, I, yes, that is a nice thing about me. And you mm-hmm. add those items to your own list. Right. And once you've done that with three people and you added all of their extra appreciations to your list, your list is now going to be a lot bigger than the one you came up with by yourself. Right. And, and you, like you said, you want to be able to own it. And I'm assuming you want people to try and write things in the affirmative. Like sometimes when I've noticed when people do this kind of exercise, they'll start out with, they won't be able to say, well, I'm really smart. They'll say, well, I'm not stupid. You know, right. so yes, the appreciation doesn't have to be in the positive, and they don't have to be something that's, uh, you know, that you do all the time because nobody does anything mm-hmm. all the time. So, for instance, if you're, you know, if you're funny sometimes, you don't want to say, "I appreciate that I can be funny sometimes." Mm-hmm. You know, just you want to come out with a way to say in the positive. I appreciate right. my humor, right? Right. right? Stuff like that. So just make it all positive, nothing conditional, nothing negative. But once you have this nice long list from you and three more people, then once a week, uh, and uh, just read through it slowly, gradually, and try and feel each one. It's kind of like you're practicing uh, this kind of building up this reservoir of positive energy mm-hmm. by you know, the original exercise and then just taking it in and, and feeling it. And sort of, sort of a top-down approach, like you're countering these, these negative beliefs that are inside of you with this with all this positive stuff. And, you know, sometimes it'll, it'll be very moving. Sometimes it's hard to take it in. But it's, it's, it becomes a, a weekly practice to help shift your, your beliefs about yourself. Right. And, and if you know EFT, you can tap while doing this, this exercise as well. Right. That's just what I was thinking, that maybe you could combine both of your ideas in, into a really nice little treatment process for yourself that um, you could tap on the negatives as you know, as you're working through it, because a lot of times what comes up, you'll say something like, "Oh, I know I'm really smart." And what does your brain do? It pops out immediately with, "No, you're not." <laughs> you or know? what about that time when you you know you were such an idiot? Yeah, time, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, if you can tap through those things as well, you know, I think that would be ideal to take that energy out. And to one of the things I like about EFT is that it will allow other issues that might be important to, as we say, bubble up, uh-huh. you know, and it's like, okay, well, it might be, what about this or what about that? But what that uncovers is maybe a sense of sadness or fear or something of, yeah. of that nature that, that needs to be addressed. Well, and, you, you know, if, like I say, be, said before, if you, as you're reading your list, and particularly the ones that other people appreciate about you or the ones you appreciate about yourself, it may very well cause you mm-hmm. to cry, which, right. as I said before, is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. It's a releasing of the old pain. 
Exactly. That so, that would be a, a healing like response, as you say. And we need to take uh, another short break, and we'll be right back with Stefan Gonick helping us understand the barriers to receiving love. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Are you looking to get unstuck from the rut that has seemingly become your life? Move ahead by tuning in to Psychopedia, life principles to help you get unstuck. Host Dr. Jeffrey Shaw and his guests will help with the encouragement you need to make that forward move. Guests include therapists, financial advisors, and more, as well as shared stories of hope from the listening audience. Psychopedia, life principles to help you get unstuck can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we've been chatting with Stefan Gonick about the barriers to receiving love. And in particular, we were just talking about fears of being vulnerable and how to deal with those. And um, before we continue with that, I want to make certain that, uh, Stefan, you have a chance to tell my listeners how to find you. Where, where can they get more information and, and more ma- material from you? Sure. So uh, I have two websites. One is, my more general website is uh, EFT, that's uh, Edward Frank Tom, the word alive.com. So EFTalive.com. And that's sort of my general purpose website uh, covering a wide range of topics. I also have a specialized website that is findingtheloveyouwant.com that's oriented towards helping people find love. And I also have on YouTube a channel that I call Love Talk Q&A, where I answer questions about love. Uh, most of the videos up there so far are you know, questions more around finding love, though I have a couple of videos coming up for people who are in a relationship 
and I'm very open to answering questions about any topic around love, not just finding love. So there's some nice videos on there that people can check out. Okay, great. Thank you. And and um, I think uh, I've pretty much talked you into coming back for another visit, right, Stefan? That's right. <laughs> I think it, in April we'll, we'll keep you... We'll keep everyone posted, but I think we'll be able to um, have another conversation with Stefan in April. And this time we'll be talking about anger. Right. Mm-hmm. Many faces of the misunderstood emotion anger. There you go. That's it. Okay. So, um, once again, I, I just want to make sure I, I thank you, Stefan, for, uh, for taking the time to be with us today as we, we finish up with our fears about being vulnerable. Sure. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. Um, well, we have just a few minutes. I'll try and... I'll be a little quick about it. So again, EFT approach versus not EFT approach. And so the, again, the, you know, the ideal solution is, is to always look for the original childhood experiences that caused our fears of being vulnerable, ways that we don't feel safe in a relationship. So you can use EFT to heal those. So I'm going to spend too much more time on that. Other things that you can do more practically in the moment with or without EFT is, is the following. Get together with either one of your best friends or your romantic partner, whichever you have available, um, and do the following practice. Ask the person to express some kind of love or appreciation to you and do your best to receive it. And as you're trying to receive it, notice what's coming up for you emotionally. Now, part of it is this negative belief thing we've been talking about. But also notice what fears come up in particular, not just the you know, negative belief stuff, but what is scary about receiving what the person just said, what they mm-hmm. just expressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and, and see if you can get specific about it, like, oh, I'm afraid you're ultimately going to leave me, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm afraid you know, you're going to swallow me whole, you know, or mm-hmm. I'm afraid that... I'm going to lose is, myself, maybe. So get in touch with it. Let it come up be into your consciousness. Be aware of it. And if you have EFT, you would just start tapping on that fear for a minute. You know, do a few rounds of tapping on that specific fear, and then you would say, okay, try again. You know, say that and, thing to me again. Or say can, something I, else. can I interrupt for a second? Because yeah. see if it, what you think about this idea is like if you're already sitting with your partner, if you're doing EFT, if they could tap along with you, I think that that would also be pretty powerful. Oh. Yeah, couples yeah. tapping together is great. Yeah, that is a wonderful thing to do. And you can, you know, remember you can always take turns because likely your partner has the same challenge that you have receiving your love. So you yeah. can take turns doing this. Mm-hmm. But you want to do it one way for a while. You don't want to keep switching back and forth. Right. Uh, I meant that they would talk, type, excuse me, tap with you on your issue, not on their issue. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, it's it's a very supportive energy to do that. Mm-hmm. So. In any case, you would get in touch with the fear, and then you would explicitly tap on that fear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, you're, if the fear deep down is that the person is going to ultimately leave you, and that, that makes it feel unsafe to be fully open, to being vulnerable and receiving the person's love, then you just tap on the fear for a few rounds, and then we, you do it again. So, okay, I released a bit of that. Okay, now try again. And you express you know, love or appreciation, and you try again to take it in, and you notice what comes up. And it might be mm-hmm. the same fear, maybe a new fear, a different fear, and just keep doing that. Now, if you don't have EFT, you can still do the same exercise where you sort of breathe into the fear, and you can even ask for some reassurance about the fear. Mm-hmm. So you, if you're afraid of being left, you can say, you know, I'm, I'm noticing that I'm afraid you're going to leave me. That's making it hard. 
and the person go, you know, I'm, I'm never going to leave you. You know, I want to be with you forever. Mm-hmm. And just get, keep getting reassurance on the fear. Or if I'm afraid, afraid you're going to swallow me whole, you know, the fear of engulfment, you say, you know what, I, re- I, I respect your space. Mm-hmm. It's okay for you to, to, you know, have your own space. Right. If, or if there's a specific fear, I'm afraid of you're going to betray me. Or, you know, you can, whatever the fears are, you can, the person can, you know, say something to, uh, that's reassuring, basically, to sort right. of soothe these fears. Um, you know, again, I, I find EFT to be way faster, more effective, but this is still something you can do even without EFT. Right. I think that, you know, there are, there are lots of ways that people can, as you say, work on these things by themselves or with their partner. But I, I want to take a moment to put a, a plug in for your Finding the Love You Want program that that uh, you offer because I do think it is one of the most powerful and helpful tools that I've seen that helps people get to the critical issues and work through those issues in a relatively brief period of time. And it's so much easier, I think, to do when you're working with an expert and a practitioner along those lines. So yes, it absolutely can be done to a certain degree on your own, but I, you know, I, I really strongly recommend to anybody who's interested in doing that deep work is check out Stefan's program. So. Right. This, yeah, the program is, is to do this, the deep healing work from childhood experiences. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to give people sort of practical suggestions. But, right. You know, it's ultimate, true, but yeah, I'm that is really, really a fan of that. Yeah. deepest, best solution because it really right. opens you up completely. Exactly. And one of the cool things about the program, actually, is even though I call it Finding the Love You Want, and it's sort of you know, officially for singles, about a third of the people who go through the program are already in a relationship because, you know, all the same childhood stuff that people are healing in the program to sort of open the way to, to finding love are the very same things that also open the way to receiving love. Exactly. So and and I, I think they go hand in hand. And as I said, I think that, that that's a really powerful tool for people to be able to use. And so... You know, uh, we're almost out of time here, Stefan, and I I feel like I could talk for another hour about this, but um, um, I so appreciate, as I said, the the time that you've spent with us today and this valuable information. So thank you once again. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. And we look forward to speaking to you in April as well. And I hope my listeners uh, will join me next week when my guest will be Cornelia Mason. She is a wonderful example of how to be the best you can be. She specializes in working with military spouses and vets, but her coaching techniques are applicable to anyone who wants to re-enter the workforce and needs help uncovering forgotten and overlooked resources and talents. So today, I leave you with a quote from Albert Schweitzer, who said, the greatest discovery of any generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering the attitudes of their minds. And I think that's what we were talking about with Stefan today. So thank you all for listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola can be heard each Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week.